got it again Big dreams, no chance, who cares, let's dance It's been a while, it's been a while Count out the train fare or taxis, just get there It's been a while, it's been a while You call that radio. Daft on the intrepidors, and welcome. Do you call that radio? It's been a while. No, it seems like it's been a while since we did an audio-only podcast. But we've been doing hundreds of other things. Check out youcallthat.com to see what we've been up to. But the return of live music and events has meant that we've been able to put on shows all across the city, especially since Glasgow was the capital of the world for the last couple of weeks with the COP26. So you'll find lots of live stream interviews and uh, live performances on our YouTube channel. And yeah, check out the other audio. Basically, this is where we put, at the moment, this is where we're putting all the best interviews from the live streams. Recently, you, if you go back and listen to it, you'll find the likes of Nick for Alabama 3, Rueta for the Happy Mondays, Martin Youth Glover, Gail Porter, all sorts of legends on the audio podcast stream on Apple, Spotify, whatever it is you prefer to get your, your podcast, you'll find it there. And today, another legend, Jason Williamson of Sleaford Mods. Sleaford Mods are an important band, they... Definitely inspired uh, Jackal Trades and Gyro Babies, my bands. My band who played on Friday night for the first time in a long time. So it's been good to get out there and perform again and run events again. And thanks to all the artists and the people who have came out to them, it's been really good the last month or so just for things getting back to a bit of semi-normality. I hope... To go to see Sleaford Mods this week. They're playing three gigs at the Glasgow Barrowlands. Everyone knows that's the best venue in the world. Where's better? The Academy? The Carlin Academy? Still gets called the Carlin Academy in Glasgow. Even though the O2 bought it over and turned it into the O2 Academy. But they also made a... F- they fucked up a bit by doing a... O- calling the ABC the O2 as well, so people never said the O2, they just called it the Carlin, it's still called the Carlin, and like the Hydro has now got a new thing, it's Ovo or Odo, and I don't know what that is, I'm not going to Google it, I refuse to call it Ovo, you've got the, we just call the Academy the Academy, or the Carlin, it'll never be called the O2, and the Hydro's the Hydro, I'll never call it the Odo or the Ovo, or whatever it is they're wanting me to call it. But the bar is, it's going to have three nights of Sleaford Mods this week, so I thought, this is the perfect time to release this interview from the vault from earlier this year, but this is the first time it's been released as an audio-only podcast. So uh, thanks to Murfamish for mixing and mastering the audio in this interview. Uh, if it, anything sounds a bit out of date, it's because it was recorded a few months ago now. So uh, thanks to Murfamish as always, and thank you to the patrons who support this show at patreon.com forward slash you call that radio. If you can afford a few quid uh, every month, then please 
do make a donation either there or at uh, co-free.com forward slash you call that radio. I think it's pronounced coffee or coffee. I'm not really sure. But it wouldn't be possible without you. That goes for the these audio podcasts. That goes for the live streams on YouTube, the blogs that we're doing on youcallthat.com and all the many events that's been happening over the last few weeks. It's all because of you. So thank you so much for your support. And um, thank you to Jen who made this this interview happened by introducing me to uh, Claire uh, Sleaford Wads manager who made this happen which I'm buzzing to have on the show this is it this is a big one it's Jason Williamson of Sleaford Mods. Charlie Chenard I got you one two one two one two yo this is Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5 live and direct here in Glasgow, Scotland, and you call that radio? <laughs> it's an absolute honour to welcome on Jason from Sleaford Mods. How you doing, mate? How are you doing? Thank you very much, man. Really appreciate it. Ma- massive fan of your work, and the new album's incredible. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Just watching as well. I was just I w- watched the 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 bunch of Kunz film. Okay, I yeah. That, I don't know yeah. if that's the right way to do it. Yeah, and it's it's really well done, man. I like the way it kind of sort of it it captures that that going on stage gig anxiety and the hard slog that many people don't really think about or don't realise goes into it. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hardcore. You got to be in it. You got to be in it to win it. But I mean, if you're not into it, then you're not going to win it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it's all right being like going there, going yeah, I want to go on like X Factor or like you know, I want to be in it like some shit pop band or whatever. But you know, that's bullshit. You know, the real deal is uh, real deals on the shop floor. You know what I mean? You've got to love it. You got to want it. You've got to be in love with it. Just um, watching, like, the, the main ones, obviously, uh, during the film is just before he's go on stage at Glastonbury, and I, it just reminded me of what, of what I, I mean, it's weird, like, because I get that sometimes when I go on stage, but not all times I go on stage, is it, but, but when you say I hate this part, I could totally relate to that, but is that, does that happen often, or is that just, like, special occasions or, or just random occurrences? What, like, what, down on stage? Yeah, yeah just when you've got five minutes to go and you're just like, I hate this bit. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. That's horrible, yeah. I mean, well, you know, sometimes it's like you've got to look at it like philosophically, you know what I mean? It's just think, well, no, I'm just going to go on and do it. Nothing's going to go wrong. And generally when you think like that, nothing goes wrong, you know what I mean? Nothing goes wrong anyway, really. I mean, we play the type of music that if you fuck up, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, it- with the also just a wee shout out to the Smarmy who are, who I think a lot of the the Sleaford Mods army are in are in tonight and it's just a, a good a good fan base you've got together a good bunch of people and they've actually been supporting my band Gyro Babies they they they, they bought vinyls and, and they're really supportive of just not just Sleaford Mods but music in general yeah and what I love about it most is is man that you seem to just sort of 
Um, there is no specific age group that likes Sleaford mods. It just seems to be everyone from from young kids right up to old punks who, who it seems to have brought them back into the the live music scene, but they thought that maybe it wasn't for them anymore. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, because it's kind of like uh, you know, uh, on the um, looking at it from the outside, it looks quite vulgar, but it's not. It's it's like everyday. It's everyday perceptions that that everyday people can relate to. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you know, a few people are going to catch up. You know, in about twenty years or whatever, there'll be a lot more people catch catching up with this. Do you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, it's music for everyone. Everyone loves it. And uh, just to talk a little bit about the new album, shouts to Andrew and the Beats man. He's done a great job of it, and the collaborations are incredible, especially Billy No Mates who I've just rinsed her her album last year on repeat. It's an incredible piece of work. And then I was buzzing to see her new EP launch on Saturday there as well, man. I mean, once this pandemic over, I can just see her really taking over. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, you know, it's going um, to kick off. Well, it will kick off. It's just a matter of time, you know. Um, she's put a lot of work into um, what she's doing in that, obviously. But at the same time, it, it comes quite quickly to her. Just like it does to Amy, you know, who, who was on Nudge It as well. Uh, Bandamla and the Sniffers, they've got a new album coming out. Uh, so, you know, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to listening to that. But yeah, going back to tour, um, brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just fantastic. It's, uh, it's it, I'm, I'm, you know, we're number one fans. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Amy and the Sniffers shows to them as well. Uh, we've got in the comments Petra saying, Amy's my girl crush. And uh, Sharon's, Sharon's saying, I'm so hyper, love you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank Ian, you. Ian Cameron's raising his hands up for the old punks in the crowd. Yeah, we're all old punks, we're all old punks. They're not you, mate, you look a bit younger than us. You know? <laughs> Wait, if someone said uh, Bob Villain, Sleaford Mods collabed in the line, is that a thing? No. Nah, you have been checking out nah. Bob Villain stuff? No, it's not for me, man. It's all right, it's just not my thing, though. What is um speaking of things that might not be your thing, Mumford and Sons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was pretty bad really. You can't you can't go around supporting people uh, uh like the author of the book that is basically just saying that it's bad for people with no options and no life to start screaming about an unfair life, you know. Basically that's what the book is, you know. Uh and um yeah, it was worrying that. Uh, you know, apparently the guy had a history with this stuff, um, liking that kind of thing. Uh, you know, he's in a very, very big band, you know what I mean? So this normalises that type of thing, which is extremely concerning. If that's going out to a commercial arena uh, on a regular basis, uh, as in, in, in a matter-of-fact way, then, um, you know, that's, that's bad, you know. I mean, it's bad enough at the minute, do you know what I mean? But to have that seeping into people's consciousness, you know, eventually some people are going to get into it, you know. Well, yeah, it looks like he's, well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know the ins and outs of it all, but it looks like he's deleted the tweet. And I don't yeah, really know, but yeah. Sons aren't really on my radar. I, I just wrote, I just, it's just not for me. It was never for me, that kind of stuff anyway. No, I was, and I think, to be honest, there was a lot of people waiting for something like that to happen to that band because I don't think that, I mean, they're hated, aren't they? They really are hated. 
Well, has everyone did just sort of have that the spider sense was tingling that they might be cunts? Well, I, I mean, they're probably not all cunts, you know. There's, you know, there's a lot of people from, you know, that that sort of uh, social demographic that are nice people. You know, you don't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a con if you're rich. You know, a lot of those people come from well from good stock, so so I believe. You know, within that band, but um, but yeah, you know, it's you just can't go around endorsing uh, oppressors or, or supporters of oppressors, uh, or enablers. You know, and it's not just about as people say going on about fascism. It's about being oppressed and people releasing literature that support that we don't need that you know we need to progress as a, a human race it's the only way isn't it absolutely we've got shell tomel saying that she likes your your treaching not cough picture people in the back what's that where what all oh, right yeah 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 it's all right yeah that's that's my partner it's original as well but, um, you know, I won't be putting it on eBay just yet. <laughs> We've got Mark McInnes, who's actually been asking for you to come on the show for a long time. He says, I've no slept for hearing you were coming on the show. A big Sleaford Muds fan. Hope to see you play November at the Barras. There's a massive squad of us all excited about the Barras. Yes, yeah, good venue, though, isn't it? It's wicked. It's the, it's the, you know, I'll be lucky enough to play it, and it's just the, the ultimate venue and I'm excited to see I've never seen you play it before so it's just the ultimate gig and if that if that if the gigs are back in time for that I can't think of a better way to to come back in it's looking a bit more optimistic for the gigs I think uh, festival yeah. season how are you feeling about that do you are we, do you think that Boris is getting a wee bit carried away here or <laughs> yeah I don't know about the UK but um I don't know about anywhere to be honest until um you know it, autumn time but you never know, you know what I mean? If the vaccine rolls out and things look good, then people, I mean, the, the government are behind the scenes at the minute, apparently, aren't they doing tests on festivals, so I heard, or whatever. So, I don't know, you know, fingers crossed. Um, at least, you know, it's, it, it will get back soon, I think, definitely. It's good to stay optimistic. And yeah, we, we had, uh, we've had people on from other festivals who seem quite confident and the whole rapid testing thing might be the way forward and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've got to stay optimistic, but not get our hopes built up too much, or you'll just no. get another crushing defeat after crushing defeat. Yes, and yes, well, this is it. It's, where it's how you prepare yourself for these things, isn't it? You know what I mean? So, who knows? Who knows? But I'm very positive about it. It feels like we're going to come out the other end, so to speak, to a certain degree, anyway. And it, I just, um, I'm excited for the... The party, even if this is not the summer of love, I think maybe next year might be a summer of love for something equivalent to that for young people who are just going to be able to go out. And hopefully there has been lots of been amazing music being made in the background and people are going to come out with all sorts of new music and uh, new attitudes to, to life, maybe hopefully a bit more gratitude. That'd be brilliant, man. How has it been? Obviously, you've made an album during lockdown. Was it good to just get off the road for a wee bit? Because you've been non-stop for many years now. No, it wasn't. I love it. I love touring. Do you know what I mean? I mean it's been good to um, stay with my family and, you know, be here all the time. And you realise that you kind of, that time that you're not here is quite important, really, when, you you know, with children and also with, like, your partner. So that's been good, do you know what I mean? 
Uh, but I love touring, I love being on the road. Um, it's our bread and butter, uh, and I don't want it to go away. So I'm, I'm looking forward to going back, you know what I mean? Did you consider delaying the album release because there is no live gigs to coincide with it? No, I think it really makes makes much of a difference because I suppose that the positive side is is that by the time that the tours come back, the fans will have enough time to absorb it and learn the words and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, um, we just yeah, there was, there's no point in delaying it, is it? So like, the album was about the here and now, so it needed to come out at that time, and it's like if it gets lost in this and if people forget, which I don't think it will because it's, it's been penned as the best album we've ever done, <laughs> which is just fucking weird, really. But, you know, I mean, going back to what you were saying, is, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, if we had to do another one because people forgot, then, then yeah, we'd just do another one. You know, whether that would be as good as this one, who knows, but you, you've got... You, you just got to lob it out when it's there. You know what I mean? It needs launching at that time, holding it back. I understand why some bands do. You know what I mean? I'm not criticising them, but that's just not an option, really. Certainly not. Firstly, for mods, music, I absolutely agree with that. And I would also agree on it being the best album yet. And I think that anyone who maybe disagrees with that is maybe the older school fans, but that initial knockout punch of hearing Sleaford Mods and the, the is obviously, that's just was a totally a refreshing new thing because going back, nobody else was doing that. I mean, I hear lots of bands that are doing sort of similar to what Sleaford Mods are doing just now, but at the time it was completely unique, 100%. Yeah, I mean, this is it, you know, it's like, it's weird because, you know, you do get a lot of people saying, well, it's not like it used to be, and it's like, yeah, it's not going to be, is it? You know, that was like seven years ago. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's not a lot of bands that can that can weather that, you know what I mean? It's like most just trail off, and they fucking do, you know. I don't care what anyone says, but we haven't. We've just got more interesting, I think, you know. Whether or not it's to people's tastes who were into it in the early days, whatever, you know what I mean? But, you know, we're in this... People just say that anyway. People just like saying that stuff. Yeah, they do. They always do. It's just, it's, you know, it's like people have made this band and people have given us the life we've got. And I and you know I won't forget that, but people are also fucking assholes. You know what I mean? It's like, look, we, we haven't we haven't done anything stupid. We haven't done anything daft. We haven't tried to be something we're not. We haven't you know sold out. We you know we haven't come out with shit. Uh, everything has been really really calculated, really thought about. You know, and uh, worked. We've worked hard. You know what I mean? And also, it's been good to hear like a lot more singing. Are you is that is that just through confidence of performing live that you feel more comfortable doing more sort of singing type vocals? No, not really. Just because just for getting into stuff that's got more singing stuff in it, really, and wanting to um, wanting to emulate that inspiration. Do you know what I mean? In your own music, um, I rather I rather not to be honest, because you know, like rapping or whatever it is. Is it's not easier, but you really don't, you know, it's just bang, bang. You know, with singing, it's a little bit more, you've just got to be steady with it to a certain degree, you know what I mean? But I don't know, who knows? But yeah, I got more into that kind of thing. Amazing stuff, man. I'm just going to take a little break for two seconds, guys. Um, if you're watching this on Facebook, 
or Twitch or Twitter, you need to get the bus to YouTube. I'll put the link in the comments because fuck Facebook, that's why. So get the bus to Facebook. Yeah, now if we speak a little speak to my leg, Mark, the love of the man I talk on the radio. Case you never know. You call that to radio, radio, call that to radio, radio, you call that to radio, radio, call that to radio, radio. Come and say, in the mini, my name, I'll just go with the flow. In the mini, my name, I'll just go with the flow. Till you miss a mark, now go bend down low. Till you miss a mark, now go bend down low. Boom! Lot of mercy, lot of mercy. You call that radio, radio, you call that radio, radio. Come and say, don't you be a nether man, I'll go lose your head. Say, don't you be a nether man, say, I'll lose the head. I'm say, radio, radio, call that radio, radio. Straight from out of Glasgow, Glasgow, straight from out of Glasgow. Glasgow, nice enough on the studio, studio. Come and say, in my name, I'll just go with the flow. We are indeed building a hang. Thanks to everybody who's tuned in tonight. If you're if you're new to you call that radio, then please hit the like, subscribe, and share buttons. Uh, we've been doing a new show uh, pretty much every almost every day of lockdown. So we've done over 250 shows since lockdown began. Thanks to our new patrons, Siobhan, Christine, Alistair, John, and Stan, and for helping us build this thing. It would not be possible without you. So thank you everyone who, who's supporting the Patreon. Uh, we're live with Jason right now. Uh, it's a, an absolute pleasure to have you. Loads of comments coming in. We'll try and get out a couple of a comments out and we'll get a couple of questions later on. But I was just wanting to ask you um, about, well, you're talking about lockdown. You, I suppose it was good to make, uh, well, to, to get the writing done. I mean, how has it felt like trying to write in this in these strange times when the, when the world just changes so much on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, just, I mean, well, I mean, it wasn't, Easy, easy, but you ju- I just focus on negative stuff all of the time because I find that more interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, there is humour in there and, uh, I mean, you know, shreds of hope, perhaps, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, obviously, it's, it's quite intelligent in what we do, I think. So, you know, it's not just negative and completely just biased and single-minded but in a way it is in some respects and you know I find you know a lot of the frustrations that came out of lockdown and uh, a lot of the frustrations that uh, were aimed at uh, government uh, you know behavior and also whatever else you know I mean just all poured into it you know. And what what does the writing process uh, look like for you man is it do you just get a bit of inspiration and just write it in a one or are you going back and doing a lot of editing or how does it? Yeah, it does. I mean, it varies, you know what I mean? If you do it on the spot or, 
you you know you kind of labor over a over a lyric and it turns into a verse and then turns into a song you know what i mean it depends really it just depends it's whatever appeals to you and whatever you feel is going to be uh, effective uh, as as lyrics for for uh, for andrew's music you know and uh, it's, uh, we've got some comments coming. Sharon saying it's real. Uh, we've got uh, you, you and Jason should do a collab. Um, I would love to. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. um, Anne yeah. says, Mark, your mic's off your low. I've turned that up a wee bit. Sorry if that's a bit low. Uh, we've got uh, 420 to hell pulling up Steve's at the wheel. So 42 to hell pulling up Steve's at the wheel. Says uh, Jen. Thanks oh, to Jen. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that was Jen. I, I don't know. Right, Jen. Skin. <laughs> well, I think it was actually Jen that spoke to Claire to, to um, um, make this to happen. To arrange this. All right, okay, I've got you, yeah. So, so sure, was the Jen for that. Um, Joe Bowen, um, a, a legend from Glasgow uh, in the underground scene, says, keep progression is the only way to keep fresh. Cheers, Joe. Uh, Kirsten Jack is saying, austerity dogs is the best, though. Cheers, Do you have a, a favourite album? No, not really. I mean, like, you know, you're, it's your own music, so you don't listen to it, apart from when you're recording it and then before it's released, you release, you keep listening to it just to make sure. Uh, but no, I don't, you know, I mean, they're all good, really. So, I mean, some better than others, but, you know, I'm a bit of a wanker. You know, if someone says, oh, that song's brilliant, then I go, yeah, that song's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. yeah Jen said... Old school fan here, she was there from the start, I believe. She says, Spare Ribs Replaced Austerity Dogs is my favourite oh. album. Fucking brilliant. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. That's really, that means a lot. And uh, Lou, Lou McLean is saying, uh, 1960s, 1990s, now the 2020s are the next summer of love. Well, we'll see what happens, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? There's not a lot of love at the minute, but I know what you mean. I, I hear what you're saying about a new consciousness with it all, and um, there will be at some point, definitely. We've got uh, a comment coming in from, yeah, uh, uh, Tunnel Men, all saying, both make great, great music, that's the most important thing. Uh, Johnny Sloan said, how come I thought this was going to be a workout fitness video? Did I dream that? Well, well you, you, you're, you're, your Twitter name is fit as fuck. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, you could just tell kindness just falls off me. So you can understand why people are going to think it's some robust, ripped fitness video. Do you know what I mean? But it's also important to relax as well, to relax your muscles and, and not... Yes, it is. It is very much so, mate. <laughs> well, obviously, far from the f uh, fitness person myself. Uh, w w with them, um, regards to sort of performing live and stuff as well, look, I, I know that... You, w did, you, did you stop drinking beer when you were on tour and stuff? Because obviously doing tours on a much smaller scale, I mean, that's the, the sort of tricky bit is... Um, what you're having a few beers after the show and then you've got to go up and, and travel around in it. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's sustainable. No, no, it's not. I mean, I didn't used to like sleep at all between dates, you know what I mean? For two or three dates or, and it was that, you know, and then you would rest, manage to get some rest or whatever, come down off whatever you were on. But um, you can't sustain that. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's shit, really. You know what I mean? I don't miss that. And I regret it. I really do, you know, because um, there's so much to see and do in life. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I spent too too many uh, too many years around a little bag of sniff. You know what I mean? 
And was that and was that from the early years right through, or was yeah, I got you yeah, from like twenty one onwards. Pills, whiz, do you know what I mean? Uh, booze, obviously, booze was always there. Cigarettes, weed, uh, and then cocaine. You know, cocaine was cocaine was the one. Cocaine. <laughs> And it, 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 was, it just stopped, just just quit it all then, basically. Um, it was. It, it took a while, really. It took a while. It was like a stop and start type thing. And um, uh, uh, it wasn't until I eventually gave up drinking that it all stopped. But I had some help with. Um, I had like psychotherapy uh, for a year and a half, and so that really helped. Uh, but it's not. Uh, you know, it's not feasible for a lot of people. I mean, I was fortunate enough to, to have the 50 quid a week to do that, but a lot of people ain't. And, you know, waiting on the NHS for that kind of thing takes a long time. So um, it's it's a real trap, you know what I mean? I did notice as well one time we played a gig and I think it was Leeds or something, and the promoter was so tight that he wouldn't even give us a, a beer rider. And we were completely skint and we drove all the way from Scotland to Leeds and we didn't have any money. We came from a festival and we were expecting to at least get a rider. So I was kind of forced to perform a gig with no booze and uh, be completely sober. And what it did teach me was a good lesson that I've kind of tried to remain to this point is, is that the actual buzz that you get from performing, I mean, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's just you actually feel it and it's, it's great now. You know, I would never have more than one pipe before a gig unless maybe... It's a festival, a Sunday at a festival, maybe the rules change slightly, but you can actually enjoy it. And obviously, it's much more nerve-wracking going on stage, but after a song, it tends to just sort of calm down, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a real tough one. I think with beer, beer alcohol especially, is like, it's something that you either battle or it's something that just doesn't touch your life, really, you know? So, uh, but because it's just deemed as normal, uh, and yet it's 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 extremely destructive. You know, it really just catches people by surprise. But but yeah, doing it without beer, minute I get up, it just the performance changed, my voice changed for for the better. You know, um, everything started to slowly rebuild itself in my head, and uh, you know. I, I, you know, I swear by it. Nah, you know, I recommend it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I was also wanting to ask as well, man. I mean, how did it feel when you seen Iggy Pop calling you the best rock and roll band? Yeah, I just can't. I still can't take that in, really. You know, that is. And I that's mean, definitely one. That's definitely one for all the you know, because the, obviously there's a load of the, the sort of older punks who embraced Sleaford Mods, but I imagine there would have been a whole other bunch that would have went, you know, that's not music because it's, it doesn't feel, fit the particular formula that they're used to. Yeah. So for someone like Iggy Pop to kind of back it up, it's just like a kind of sort of a, a big middle finger to all the cunts. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get still get a massive audience and there is, there is a bigger audience that still rely on the old gimmicks and stereotypes of punk music or whatever. Guitars, drums singer that jumps up and down, you know what I mean? Or starts screaming or, or tries to act moody, you know, that's what they want, a lot of people. The mass market requires that. Conforming so, to non-conformity. Well, it's just like, you know, that's what a lot of people, they don't want anything else. They don't want to think outside the box, do they? So you will 
tend to become more successful if you are within that well-trodden genre, you know, and using the same old tools. Uh, so, yeah, it was a real, real smack in the face for a lot of people when Iggy Pop said that because I know a lot of people that are, you know, of that mentality of, you know, they don't want change that really do look up to Iggy Pop. You know, the Stooges were a massively influential band, you know what I mean? Speaking of influences, man, what other bands uh, just on your musical journey growing up and are just uh, doing, because I know you were in bands before and stuff like that, uh, what, what kind of music really kind of inspired you? Uh, what, growing up? Well, yeah, we'll, see, we'll start with growing up. Yeah, we'll start with growing up. The, the main uh, ones just growing that's up. That's usual, really. Pistols, Jam, Motown, uh, uh, Hip Hop, Def Jam stuff, Public Enemy, Hello Cool J, Eric B., uh, moving on from that, Wonder Stuff, Roses, uh, and then back on to Paul Weller, Oasis, uh, and then, you know, moving from that to Wu-Tang, uh, to a host of other, loads of shit, Terry Callier, loads of stuff, loads of 60s beat stuff, loads of psychedelic stuff. Country folk, do you know what I mean? Fred Neil, blah blah blah. Moving all the way up to a finally, uh, to, to to a fine, you know, to a finally found the formula for Sleaford Mods, and then, you know, just kept listening to rap, uh, especially and sort of first wave, uh, second wave punk, like the exploited English Dogs stuff like that. Um, you know, garage, really crap punk, really bad, you know what I mean? But I really found it inspiring, the meteors, etc. you know, and that kind of formed the foundations for Sleaford Mods, kind of um, Two Lone Swordsmen, you know, obviously when Andrew came into the mix, that just sh sh shook it up even more. Uh, Andrew is, I mean, if, if you ever ask Andrew what he's listening to, it's just... He did, you know, he, he listened to so much. It's like every, I don't know, it's really, I can't put it into words. And I know that sounds wank, but he's, no, uh, no, it's, it's he's got some really, 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 really in-depth taste. Not just in music, but in everything, you know. So uh, that all shaped it, do you know what I mean? Um, so, it's yeah. Good to, it's good to hear about uh, the hip-hop, because I know that for a fact that there's people in... Well, on, on all aspects of the underground community in Glasgow that, that love Sleaford Mods, and I think that, you know, speaking from my own band and stuff, it kind of just gave, it gave everyone a little bit of hope that you could keep your regional accent and you could talk about stuff and it, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't stop you from, you know, I felt like the doors were closed to, I'm sure they were when before you guys as well, I'm sure you felt like the idea of playing a big stage at Glastonbury or going on Jules Holland and all those things felt like there was a, a big gateway that would stop that happening. So for it to actually happen organically and then used to do that, it made everybody just start believing a wee bit more. And I'm sure there's uh, people as well mentioning the hip-hop. I know for a fact that there's people in the, the hip-hop scene in Scotland as well who go up against some major prejudice because they're, they're keeping their Glasgow accent or their, their northern accents. And it, yeah, it feels, like there's a, it feels like maybe that's starting to change a little bit. I think so, yeah. I mean, I was brought up on bands that like turn the tide and like give give people a bit of inspiration. Loads of bands, you know, bands that stuck to their guns, bands that were kind of really cool and like just you couldn't touch them really. And then you know, to to be in a band that kind of did some of that was like 
it's a dream come true. So, I mean, what I'm trying to say here is this was at 43 years of age with my own accent, Andrew, you know, doing his shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like anything's possible. Just stick to it. If you love it enough and you persevere with it, you're going to get somewhere. You really are. I do believe that, you know. Um, you've just got to keep going through those walls, you know what I mean? And I think... Um, yeah, I mean, it's really nice that that has, like you say, inspired people because, yeah, I mean, it was took us totally by surprise. I mean, it really did. I mean, it's like, we knew it had some some groove and some rhythm and like, yeah, this is it, you know what I mean? This this works, you know, it flows. But we didn't think it would get out of Nottingham, let alone, you know, turn into what it has, you know what I mean? And you see that as well when you, you were, you know, you're playing uh, European festivals and stuff. And there's people saying that, you know, that maybe they don't even understand what you're saying, but it doesn't matter because they can hear the passion. And it's like if you listen to any music of any genre, you can hear the pain, you can hear the love, you can hear uh, different emotions in it. So I don't think it's important that you need to hear every single word. And if you really love a band, you can look up the lyrics these days and find yeah. out what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, music's got to change. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to evolve. And we came out of a period where it was stagnant. And, you know, when we started coming up, you see loads of other bands, you know, coming up that weren't in our genre, but, you know, but stuff that you could tell it evolved from its own genre, you know what I mean? Things were changing slightly, and that's how it has to go, you know. Um, it, you know, one day someone will come along, I think, that will, absolutely, you know, that will, that will have lots of brilliant properties of what we've got, and, uh, you know, make it even bigger, perhaps, you know. And I think this happens across all genres, you know. Bands open doors and then other bands kind of move forward with what they got and do something even better with it, you know. Um, so it's, it's all gravy, isn't it? That's what it's about, you know. I mean, it's like, I love it. And I love, but I love the, the way it evolves. I love, I love the fact that it, it tells people gives people confirmation about their own lives, you know. And I'm not just talking about Sleep with Mods, like any good music, you know, makes people aware that they're alive, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, I mean, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear people in their regional accent, because to me that's authentic, and that's what I want to hear as a, as a music fan. Forget well, about I mean, anything else. If you're listening to, like, Raekwon or something, or Inspector Dead, you know, they're not trying to be anyone else. And it's like, well, then I'll do that then. In my, in, with what I've got, I'll, I'll try and make the best with the tools that I've got. And it's, it's really as easy as that. I mean, obviously it's hard work. And, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, the, the, the best ideas are, are always simply conceived, you know. The mechanism, mechanisms of how uh, you, you grow that idea and make it, turn it into something. Yeah, that, that's hard, but, you know, the, the way they're conceived is really simple. When you when you started, because obviously you, you've meant, it was a, it was a, you put the work in, it was it was far from, you're one of those overnight successes that put in years and years of hard yeah. work that they yeah. would call it overnight success. And I think one of the, the things, by changing to the, the format of just Andrew and yourself, how much, easier did that make the workload did that mean that you could start taking gigs that weren't paying as well and stuff like that and just generally make things easier so you're not loading out amps every day well that was that was just a co coincidental you know it, it it 
it was only after about a year and a half that people saying, man, you've really, really sewed this up, haven't you? What a great business plan. And we were just sat there going, what? <laughs> what, what do you mean? And it's like, but then it struck me that, yeah, we don't have, we, we haven't got any equipment, you know, and there is only two of us. But that was not the aim, you know, the aim, the aim was to write good tunes. And like, I think it took me about 15 years to realise that bands were just not happening for me. It just was not happening. It was like, this is dated, it's 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 clumsy, it's too heavy, it's like, I don't need this albatross around my neck, you know what I mean? Or ankle. Is it around your ankle or around your neck, albatross? <laughs> <Don't> no, man. <laughs> but it's like... An albatross around your elbow. <laughs> I think it's something like that. But yeah, you know, it's like, I just thought this ain't working. And when I started getting into more electronic music and recording with engineers, you know, I love the whole setup of it, like just the mic and the screen, and there's just two of you in there or three of you. But, you know, you haven't got to wait for anyone to tune up. You're not walking around with some big wooden stick, you know. It's like, it's like there's like strings on it. It's just you lot, you know, and you, your ideas. And I thought that was it really felt more contemporary and more me at the time. So that's why we did it, you know, and Andrew's obviously, he's always done stuff on his own. He's always performed on his own, uh, apart from obviously, you know, the early days of being in bands like we all do, you know what I mean? But, um, so that was it really. I mean, it was, that was, that was just, you, you, just you, you just met, is that true that you just met randomly at a kind of, like a big, like a, was a, like a kind of eclectic event of lots of different artists playing? And that's how you no, yeah, I met. I was supporting a noise artist from Los Angeles. Some guy come over called I forgot his name, but he was good. You know, I was supporting a lot, doing a lot of support slots for noise artists or a few anyway. And I always found the noise scene quite interesting because it was it was the same kind of agro music as what I was doing, uh, the early incarnation of Sleeper Mods. Uh, and, you know, the, it kind of didn't really fit in with anything, and I didn't feel I fit in with anything either, you know. Uh, and that's when I met him, because he was DJing at one of the gigs, you know. So uh, I just got talking to him, uh, and, you know, we swapped numbers, and that was it. Amazing stuff. Got, I don't want to take too much of your time, Jason, so what I'm going to do is have a, a, a quick 10-second break for anyone. I know there's lots of questions coming in. I'm going to try and pick a few out. So if you write, rewrite the question again, guys, if he's wanted, and we'll try and get a couple of questions before we go. Brothers and sisters, may the peace that can only come from the one God be upon you. We are here to tell the people that we hear you. One God will not allow us and people of conscience to lose our morale. By our patrons. We are indeed powered by our patrons. Just a wee shout out for tomorrow. We've got the legendary Nick Reynolds of Alabama Three Fame, who is actually said hi, Jason. He's yes, uh, he's yes. Uh, I know Nick a little bit. He's all right. Um, all right Nick. Nick. Yes. Uh, well, we absolutely Alabama Three legends. We're going to be speaking to Nick tomorrow. 
And we've got Frenetic, who's an amazing drum and bass jungle DJ, uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And then we've got the brilliant Minerva Wakes doing a secret listening party on Saturday. So we shout to that. Uh, loads of comments coming in. We're just going to read a few questions. Uh, Joe Bowen was interested, is, the, is John Cooper Clark had any influence on your material? No, none at all. I met him uh, once, actually. He's a lovely bloke, but no, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't kind of motivated by uh, uh, Dr. John's work, do you know what I mean? Uh, but he's obviously very good, do you know what I mean? Um, Current Chops is asking, uh, Salvatore for, for Bristol or Brighton, I think it is, is asking about idols. Oh, God, no, let's not talk about that no, shit. Let's no. move on, yeah. Mo move on. And uh, we've got uh, Ask Jason if you ever heard a remix of BHS, uh, Tunnel Mentals asking. We did that after we saw them play in LA. Oh, no, I don't think I have. I might have done, actually. I might have done. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, that was a good gig. That was really good. Um, Gordy, Gordy Duncan Jr., that, um, that's our drummer from the Gyro Babies, he says, hello guys, loving the new song with Amy Taylor, saw the full band in Scotland and they blew my mind, how did the collaboration come about? Um, just, uh, sometimes we were kind of, you know, we, Andrew had met them all and I was kind of a fan of Amy's stuff and, you know, we were both fans of the band, you know what I mean, and um, we got talking about collaborations and uh, it was suggested we give Amy a shout, and we thought that was a good idea, you know. Uh, we, uh, you know, spent some time thinking about what we were going to do. It took a while, but it's a classic song, you know. We're really, really happy with it, and she's, she's lovely. They all are, actually. They're really, really nice people. It's such a great song. I've watched that video repeatedly over lockdown. I can't wait to see that one live. Uh, Jen is asking... I hate part the day before the first glass, though. I overheard Jay tell a friend that he didn't want a beer and had been off it for a month. Has it been since then that you've stayed sober, Jay? Well, no, no, God, no. I think uh, I tried, yeah, like, you know, you have you know, like dips and dabs, you keep falling off the wagon, don't you? But that was probably one of them, you know, definitely not. I didn't give it up till 2016, I don't think. Yeah, 2016. Amy's saying, love the new album and your work with Billy No Mates too. Absolutely. Thank if anyone's you. watching this that hasn't heard Billy No Mates, you need to do that right after this show. <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, Mark McInnes is asking, what song has the most words, lyrics in it? Because, fuck, it's hard to keep up with. Oh, God, fucking hell. They've all got, well, there's loads, tons. The earliest stuff have got more lyrics in, I think. There's loads of them. Especially off key markets. Key markets has got fucking tons of words on it. Tons. <laughs> Woo. Do you ever regret it when you've written something with too many words and you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that? When you've got to take it into the live arena? No, I don't, I don't regret it. I just think, is it still any good? You know, or I can't listen to a lot of the stuff. I just think, no, that I, I can't. But then, it's a tough one. If you play any of them live, I think that's actually good. So, you know, asking the artist what they think of their own stuff is not the greatest sometimes, is it? You know what I mean? Nesto is asking, best up-and-coming rock punk groups and where do you see the scene going? <sighs> I don't know. I'm not really a punk. I don't really listen to much, you know what I mean? I mean, I am, I think. I class myself as a punk, but I don't really listen to much punk music. Do you know what I mean? It's not, I don't really find it in the obvious genre of it, you know. I find it in other stuff, do you know what I mean? Um, more, 
I think, you know, the, the, the early... ethos of punk. Sorry? The, like the, like the actual ethos of punk rather than... The, yeah, I the think you know, the early incarnation of punk, like the late 60s version with the Stooges and a few other bands, and they're moving to the, you know, early 70s stuff with the New York Dolls and all that, and, you know, Bowie, arguably, you know what I mean? Uh, Roxy Music or whatever, and then to the mid-70s classic punk period has laid, made such an impression on people that they can't fucking shake it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it, it gets really hard to, um, for me anyway, to, to, to relate to anybody that's doing that kind of stuff. Or, you know, moving up to date with, you know, your obvious kind of, you know, sort of what we see now that's in so-called successful punk bands, you know what I mean? I just find it so tired, you know. We think we've got uh, Paul Gallagher says, thanks for mentioning Oasis from Patrick oh, Murray. Jesus Christ. Get him off. Uh, you're a punk in my eyes, says Sharon. Uh, bless you. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you very much. And uh, love the iTop collaboration. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's really funny, actually. They really did a good job with that. I was really, really impressed. And uh, obviously Prodigy collaboration as well. What did that mean to you at the time? Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, still very proud of that. It gets better, really. It's like a fine wine, that tune. Do you know what I mean? It, it gets better with age, I think, you know. Uh, but yeah, obviously very proud of that. And uh, it was nice to have... Uh, Spent a bit of time with the band, you know what I mean? Uh, still talk to Liam occasionally, you know what I mean? He's a lovely bloke. They're, they're all lovely blokes, you know. Uh, you know, God bless Keith, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, uh, very, very honoured to have uh, uh, shared some time with the Prodigy. Absolutely, legends. Uh, Claire Groves is asking, you mentioned country music. Which current country artists are you listening to? Um, no, I'm not really. I had more folky stuff. Uh, don't know. Um, Aldous Harding, uh, uh, KJ Pearson. Uh, who else? Fuck. Um, Billy No Mace, but I mean, you know, she's very different. She's not straight, just folk, but you know, it's obviously. Yeah, you can hear that. You can hear the influence, but she's just yeah. taking it in her own direction. Yeah, but I love that about her. Yeah, there is a little bit of that in there, but um, yeah, mostly uh, Aldis and um, KJ Pearson at the minute. And uh, we've got uh, also shows to the lockdown thing you did with Robbie Williams, man. That had me in stitches. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Robbie's all right. It's a nice bloke. Do you know what I mean? It was the most unexpected thing of 2020, and there was a few a few unexpected things happened, but yeah. that, that cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, he likes his music, you know, and I think he got in touch. Uh, I think I slagged him off on Twitter, actually, and he got in touch, and he was just <laughs> so charming with it all, and it just made me think, yeah, this is bullshit, you know, and apologised, and then occasionally, once every year, he says hello or whatever, but he just likes the music, you know what I mean? And it's, um, you know, he's a fan of music, you know what I mean? As much as people 
tend to think that he's this, that, and the other, and he gets he gets a rough fucking deal. That bloke does, uh, but he just likes his music, you know. Uh, Gary Heard is asking, "What do you think of Radical Dance Faction?" Don't know much of it, you know. I think Andrew's a bit more familiar than me. Um, you know, if I sort of say I've not heard of them, what do you think, Andrew? Oh yeah, yeah, they're all right, blah blah blah, and then I reel off a couple of album names, but. Um, I've not heard that much of them. In fact, Andrew might not have either. So, Andrew, if you're watching, I do apologise if you're like, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, just to sort of wrap, wrap, wrap up a wee bit, man, I, I love the, the a film, that the, the Invisible Britain. Is it Invisible Britain it was called? Yeah, yeah. The film you did, I was lucky enough to see it at the, in, down in Brighton and I thought it was a, a brilliant film. And could you just tell us a little bit about that? Because I think it kind of coincides with, you know, it's not just about the music, it's also about having a message behind it. And I thought that film beautifully just brought it up both together. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, uh, that was kind of shot around the same time as Bunch of Cunts. So it was a little bit weird having like two two parties there filming. But it was all right. Those were the early days, you know. And it was, um, I think, uh, yeah, it was good. You know, Paul, who was doing it, he had some ideas about it. Him and Nathan, we got a guy called Nathan, him, Paul, Paul and <laughs> Paul and Nathan, who, um, you know, got the thing together. And, uh, you know, it was just the two of them just bobbing around. And, yeah, Christine with her crew doing a bunch of cunts. Uh, and I, I just think they wanted to record something that they thought was, you know, you know it was a special period, you know, uh, there was obviously a lot of fuss behind us when we came out, and um, yeah, it was it was good. It was good, really good. Was there a moment where you actually just you just felt like the the there was a change in the air for for your own music, firstly for the mods that you thought, okay, this is maybe going somewhere. Oh, we knew by then that it was kicking off. You know, um, we it was just yeah, it was really. I don't know. I think when we got to Glastonbury, that's when. Or even, I don't know, I couldn't tell you. You know, to be honest, getting 100 people at a gig was a fucking whoa. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, selling out the chameleon in Nottingham, that was like, whoa. You know, we sold out a venue in Not uh, London, and we were like, whoa. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like those things are the ones that make you realise that, you know, you're getting somewhere, you know what I mean? And then well, my last question for Jason, I've been asking everyone this, because we've done... I don't know, 260 shows or something since lockdown began, and I've I've been living the answers to this. It's, it's okay, imagine restrictions are fixed tomorrow, everything's back to normal, and um, you've been asked to curate a, a gig, so Sleaford Mods, you pick a venue and a couple of acts you would like to share the stage with just for a, a nice comeback, Rami. Who would I like to share the stage with? And what venue? And what venue would be the one that you think you would like to do that? Oh. I don't know. I'm not really big on the old venues, but I'd love, you know, bit of Billy Nomes, Amel and the Sniffers. Uh, who else? God, tons of people. Is there? Is there tons of people? I mean, Alex Cameron, Aldous Harding, obviously. You know what I mean? These people are I'm really influenced by. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? That'd be it, I think. I don't know. I don't really go further than that. I think. Sometimes it's best not to meet your heroes, isn't it? You know what I mean? Sometimes you think that, yeah, I'll, I'll go and see if I, they, we'll get them on the bill or whatever. And it's like, sometimes it's not a good idea, is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's, I mean, the sometimes you, it's good to meet your heroes and sometimes yeah. it's not. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, because people are, by nature, just cunts, aren't they? It's like, <laughs> oh, and some people think, have enough, you know. Some do you think it's harder to, remi- to not be a cunt once you've been, you've, you've had fame for maybe, you know, 20 years once you've been famous for that long? That maybe... I think it's really hard not to be a cunt full stop, isn't it? So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, right, you know, I mean, I think, like, oh, you know, 30 years or 20 years, you know, it, it's like, it's going to be like, yeah, fucking twilight of your life or whatever. So it's like, how am I going to be, you know? And it pays to be nice. It does pay to be nice. It pays to be courteous and attentive. So I'm going to try and be that. But, you know, pe- so many people fall into the cunt bin, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cunt bin if you're on Twitter. Uh, th- thank you very much, Jason, being a, a pleasure today. And uh, the best way for people to support Spare Ribs, I'm assuming, is to get, the, get that uh, physical merch from the website. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Thank you very oh, much, Jason. Yeah, trade records, whatever. Amazing stuff. Thank you very much. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in tonight. All the best, man. Hopefully see you at the Barras in November. I've got my ticket, so I'm excited for it. Uh, all the best, mate. Thank you very much, and thanks for tuning in. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow you. at 5 thanks o'clock for Nick from Alabama 3. You call that radio? <laughs> And then I see the disinfectant that knocks it out in a minute. That's my, that's my, that's my. Is this a Netflix? Eh? It's actually a, a, a podcast. Is what the fuck's a podcast? You know, it's um, kind of like a radio show. Call that radio. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is there a way you can do something like that? I couldn't help it. By injection inside it. Yeah, I think so because I think it's pain in general because I think like my mom is in my pain. No, 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 cut, cut, cut. Thank you very much to Jason Williamson. Sleaford Mods, go and check out Spare Ribs, it's an amazing album. Uh, we've got Big Up Mark, Green Refuses Texture. Thanks, Custine Jack. Thank you for supporting the Patreon, Custine. And if anyone has enjoyed the show tonight, um, hit the subscribe button to YouTube. We've we've done loads. We've done loads. And uh, if you enjoy the other shows, you can support the show by becoming a patron, as Custine did. So thank you to anyone who's supporting. And Siobhan as well signed up today as well. So thank you very much for that. Uh, Lou says, great interview. Thank you, Lou. Thoroughly enjoyed all that. Uh, it says three three player, nice one. Um, lots of nice comments coming. Sorry, I couldn't read them all out. It was just ha- too many comments today. It was happening too fast. But um, we're just just um, a wee shout out to the show tomorrow. One more time, it's Nick Reynolds of Alabama Three Fame. He also made a film recently about Brian Jones. Uh, he's got such an interesting story. He's a sculpture. Uh, son of the, the great train robber mastermind. Really excited to hear his story. So we've got that tomorrow at five. Then at seven o'clock, we've got an amazing female uh, drum and bass jungle DJ called Frenetic on Thursday night. 
And uh, yeah, who else? Who else? Oh yeah, and then Minerva Wakes, secret listening party. So for everyone who's a Patreon or anyone who orders the Minerva Wakes albums, you can tune into that one exclusively. And we've got a big St. Patrick's Day special uh, on uh, on on Wednesday, I think it is, on the seventeenth. And we've got Michael Redman from Father Ted and Stuart Lee. We've got Blackbird and Crow, who are my favourite uh, Irish band of right now as well. And a whole host of amazing acts. So there's loads of stuff coming in here. If it's the first time you've been here, welcome to You Call That Radio. We're here all the time. And uh, we're just going to finish it. Unfortunately, we didn't want to play any Sleaford Mods tunes tonight because we weren't sure how the copyright robots would have who would have felt about that. And I didn't want to get chucked off here for, for breaching copyright. So we'll finish out a wee tune that we're celebrating, and um, this is from my own band, it's uh, Gyro Babies, we just hit 20,000 views on it, so we're really excited about that, so thank you to everyone who's been supporting the Gyros, thank you to all the smarmy who have supported the Gyros, and we'll see you tomorrow at 5 for Nick Reynolds. To my credit, I was drinking slow.